0: Harris and with me today is probably for the first time ever my co-host I don't Pat know Dilla honey
1: I feel like we've done this at least once before I mean Maybe. we've done a I gazillion shows I don't know it is rare for me to be on this side <laughs> of the table but it is. Uh,
0: it's interesting cool. yeah and I'm gonna talk all over you today good so we'll get complaints uh, the Atheist Experience is a production of the Atheist Community of Austin, a Texas nonprofit educational organization dedicated to promoting separation of church and state and positive atheist culture. And I just want to mention that we have been doing dinners here at the Free Thought Library after the show. Um, I think a while back we used to go to restaurants and we tried a few different restaurants but we're now we're trying to utilize the building and put it to some good use by having hosting dinners here at the building. And you can come on out and join us. It's open to the public, and I was told that tonight we're having the party. tray from, uh, what was it, uh, Thundercloud? Thundercloud subs yep. here in Austin. They're like a little Austin favorite. So, come on down if you feel like it. We're on Canig, and I'm sure they'll be. They've got the address right there. So, there you go, 1507 Canig Lane. So, anything to talk about today?
1: Nope. Nope, no news. I don't. I don't actually. This is my month off between kind of tours, and so and weird stuff has <laughs> happened. Um, so yeah, I'm just working on the videos, doing every episode of the show this week or this month. Okay. Um, next week, I forget exactly who I'm on with, but then the 24th is the thousandth episode of the Atheist Experience. Uh, And Seth Andrews is coming down to do that show. Well,
0: that's nice. Yeah.
1: Mark said, hey, you can have any co-host you want. And I was like, "Ah, I'm calling Seth because he has never done the show. Oh,
0: that's so
1: unbelievable. So So right now we're figuring out. I was like, oh, you're going to drive all the way down from Oklahoma and do the show? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he messaged me yesterday and he's like, I wonder if I should maybe drive or fly.
0: I'm thinking fly.
1: (laughs) Seth, you should drive and you should come down and spend a few days.
0: You could fly and spend a few days.
1: Because you need to practice. We'll come in here, we'll do the show, we'll, we'll rehearse, because this is all staged, none of these calls are real. No. Uh, oh,
0: boy, that clip's going yeah. to win in for me. Thanks! <laughs> the, the nice
1: thing is is that the, there's the people who call can actually say, no, 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 that was really me, and yeah. I really said that. <laughs> it's, it's funny, because of all the years that we've done the show, there have been... Prank calls that weren't real, then there were real calls that I didn't think were real. And oh, there, I'm sure. Then there were not real calls that we thought were real. Yeah. But the the nice thing is, is that, you know, we start the show at 4:30 Central, and it was what four o'clock. Oh,
2: and yeah. And all
1: the lines were already full. You can't yep. even get through the show unless you call like 45 minutes ahead of time. So yeah,
0: or like when or as soon as somebody hangs up, yeah, be on the
1: line. Maybe sitting there, redial or <laughs> click call, call, call.
0: Yep. Ah.
1: Oh, yes, yes. You have an announcement regarding the Patreon.
0: Do I? We have a Patreon channel. <laughs> Does we have, do we have information? I mean, I add the, the little blurb, I but it doesn't say anything about what. I mean, is it already up and running? Are we.
1: So, I would imagine that if you go to the Atheist Community of Austin webpage, atheist-community.org, uh, you will find information, if not now, then very soon, <laughs> okay. uh, because the ACA has launched Patreon projects for, uh, th- this show, Patreon Patreon.com slash The Atheist Experience, uh, and also for Talk Heathen, et cetera. Um, essentially, We've been doing this show for 20 years, and things keep improving. We've got a building, we've got a studio and equipment, but all with that comes a lot of overhead. Um, So you can donate at the Patreon Project uh, to help support the efforts of this show and the ACA's other shows. And by doing that, you can get access to ad-free content and patron-only videos and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: And your name in the credits.
1: And your name in the credits.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For what it's worth.
1: That's even on there. Yeah.
0: That's what they told us. I'm good. Okay, thank you for saving that, by the way. <laughs> okay. All right, so I guess let's go ahead and hit the callers. So right now we have Joel in Atkins, Alabama. Hi, Joel.
3: Hello, um, who, am I, who am I speaking to today?
0: You're talking to Tracy and Matt.
3: Okay, well, good to, good to be here. Um, I have an argument for reincarnation. And, uh, I like what Matt says. If you have a really good idea, why don't you try to get it published? Or and I've tried to get this published. Uh, I've spoken to different philosophers about it. I've argued it on Reddit. So uh, I'll just, I've got a paper here with a, with a lengthy argument on it. I'll just read the first paragraph and we can talk about it. Um, baseline awareness, calm state, anger, sadness, or excitement. The the recurrence of baseline awareness guarantees that I will live again after I die. This is the seed from which awareness arises. If an infant in the womb has the same baseline awareness I had when I was alive in a previous life, that infant is me because I was that awareness, at least in seed form. This seed gives rise to all of my awareness. So the point is... um, after anger sex, or excitement, I calm down to basically a kind of tranquil state, and that's a recurrent state. And that all of awareness uh, arises out of that. And that even if um, even if my awareness is completely annihilated when I die, it will recur again in uh, an unborn child, uh, basically in the womb, because I think that you know unborn children are uh, conscious and they're aware because they suck, they suck their thumbs and they uh, punch and kick and stuff like that. So that's the basic idea.
0: What sense, in what sense would the consciousness of a newborn infant represent what we would call you? Well, um,
3: it's, it's kind of like uh, the basis for me, because I am not my thoughts, really. I can't say I am my thoughts, and I can't say I am my body, but I can't say I am my awareness. And so if you peel back kind of the layers, there's there's a kind of core in that that is my awareness and that recurs, therefore I
1: recur. So let's say there's an, inf- an, an infant in the womb. First of all, I don't think that they're uh, conscious to the extent that you do. And we know that children uh, develop a theory of mind. It's not like they're born with an understanding but let's say there's an infant in the wound and it's experiencing anger and uh, you and I are both dead. How do we know which of us is that baby uh, under your model? Well, it, it, I think in theory, if we had the same baseline awareness, it would be both of us. Okay, it, well it that's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous to say that it's you and that it's me. Because well, that violates like, that violates what we understand about identity. You right. are you, and I am me. Right? We are two separate entities. Right? Well, there there isn't an identity at this point. It's like it's like the baseline of a song. The baseline. If of there the is, song is no the identity, baseline. then, then how is, could you yeah. could say the baby is you?
0: You can't. Well,
1: I'm saying I would arise out of that. Okay. First of all, there's nothing about this that fits with any model of individual identity. And if you're just going to say that because a baby can seemingly have experiences that are similar to you, and that means that you are reborn, I'm going to say, no, that's not what that means.
0: Well, I mean, it has as much validity as me saying that I am Matt, right? Because me and Matt can both be angry and we're both aware.
3: No, because you're not you're not your thoughts and you're not your body. Sure. But, I mean, essentially we're all, I mean, essentially at at the core, I think there's an argument to be made that we're all the same as far as that Baseline awareness, that ba- most basic awareness.
1: Then that renders your point irrelevant because yeah, if we're all I'm the saying. same, then you don't get to say that you are reborn. Basically, right. what you're saying is another entity is being born that is similar to or identical well, to. Well, that's the rest
0: why. That's it. why I was making the point that it's well, no different well, than me saying here's I'm Matt.
1: Here's, yeah. here's, here's the point. Here's the point.
3: Okay, if if I slip into a coma, my awareness is annihilated. But I I emerge from that coma a different person. Let's say. But I'm still a continuation of what I was before the coma.
0: Well, no, I, I, think, I think that there are people who would actually say that sometimes somebody suffers trauma and they are, quote, a different person.
1: And I'd say you're a different person every single second of every day. You're constantly changing. You don't have to do a coma thing. Just, you know, you don't even have to really go to go to sleep or take a nap. You just, I'm a different person than I was yesterday. Right. Well, the point is that your, your awareness continues. Yes, and, the, and there's no continuity between your awareness and the baby or the infant in the womb that you're pointing to. There, where there's no contin- continuity of experience there. If it's the same awareness, it's, well, okay. it First like of it's the same thing. First of all, no, it wouldn't be the same thing. You, you, you have this fuzzy notion of awareness. How would you demonstrate that an infant in the womb not only has awareness, but that it's the same awareness that you or somebody who deceased had? Not the okay. same, not the okay. same, here's, here's not, the hang on. Not the same type of thing, because that's just saying we're all human, but but, but literally the same
0: i'm st- I'm just kind of hung up on the idea of why would I not then be able to say I am matt?
3: Well, in a sense, you would be well, because you're 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 in a spatial temporal location, you're in a different place. but
0: if we're not our bodies, then I'm not right? I'm just awareness.
3: Well, I think in a sense, you really are your awareness, I think that's what a person really is. And in effect,
0: Right, but what you're saying is that if we have a similar experience of awareness then we are we are the, the the same. And what I'm saying is then why can't why can you be an infant in the womb but I can't be Matt?
3: Because Matt is in a different location. He's in a different But he's body. not
0: his body, he's right? Didn't you say he's not his body? So there is no, no location. He,
3: well, no, but he's he, he his body is part of him.
0: So we are, to some extent, our body.
3: Okay.
0: Isn't that what you are saying? Which is different than what you said earlier.
1: No. Yeah. Earlier
0: you said that you're not he's your body. He said everything.
1: He said. And now you're saying that possible- he's
0: he's located in a different space, and therefore it can't. I can't be Matt, and yet that requires us to acknowledge that he is, in fact, in some respect, his body.
3: Well, his his body. It's like.
1: Isn't the infant also in a different space? Yes. Yeah, so we're right back to Tracy's point. Well, okay. You have, you have a bunch of terms that you haven't defined, and you have a model that you offer no explanation for how you could remotely demonstrate it. Let's say for a second we had a really good understanding of awareness, of all these things that you think make you you. Even if we had a good understanding of it, how would you demonstrate that an in a, a baby in a womb is in fact, you reincarnated
3: because it is a continuation of It's my
1: not life. a continuation. you don't just get to assert it's a continuation. What Please draw the connection from you dying that continues to that child.
0: Yeah, which of the children that's born after okay, you well, die is it's you? Like,
3: it's like the point I made It's like the point I made about the coma. I'm a, I, if I emerge from the coma as a different person. I'm still a continuation of what I was before the company.
1: But, but I, yes, because, because you're talking about you're the same physical form, you're the same brain, you just happen to be slightly different than you were before, but that's about identifying this particular body. This is me. This is Matt. I'm
3: not this not, I'm not this is Matt. Way.
1: Let I'm me finish. Is this is Matt. I just changed. In the course of this conversation, I'm now different from I was at the beginning of the conversation if for no other reason that I now have Absolutely. the memory of this conversation and the fact that I've breathed in different atoms. Okay, so I'm, I'm different This okay. you, you, wait, No, stop You don't get to claim a continuity That infant In the womb started with a sperm and an egg Two physical things coming together In the womb, correct? Correct What is anything else added to that? I, I don't know I don't think so Okay, I don't think so either That means there's no continuity from your death to that sperm and egg.
3: Well, here, let me make this point. Okay, Heraclitus said, you cannot step into the same river twice, but the same process that carried my horse downstream 10 minutes in me downstream. So it, there's more, it, the river is, a, is itself a process that can be the same
1: from one moment to the next. Okay. Okay. I, I think I think you've dived into a, a massive confusion and metaphor and you're trying to claim that things are the same and you're denying identity and you're making claims about who we are and what we are and trying to find some way. This isn't an argument for reincarnation. This is a bunch of assertions from ill-defined words.
0: Yeah, there really is no argument here and there's no demonstration of, of causality. Saying, the,
3: the, the argument is that awareness my awareness And my consciousness arises out of the baseline awareness. Uh, I don't know what what a baseline baseline awareness awareness?
0: is. I mean, you're saying that that that's when you're not angry, right? When you're just kind of sitting in your calm.
1: Yeah. Consciousness, okay, first of all, I I still don't understand what baseline awareness is. um, But what you're describing is consciousness uh, arising from baseline awareness uh, is I, I don't understand how that's even remotely a model of consciousness. If you said that consciousness okay, is something, okay, okay. if you said but that me, consciousness is something that arises from a brain, a mind at work, that's something I could understand because I know what a brain is and I know what a brain does. I have no idea what baseline awareness is because it sounds like something you just made up.
3: Okay, here, here, let me define consciousness. Okay. Consciousness occurs to, awareness. That's, to awareness
1: that's not a definition that's not a definition can't say let me you can't say let me, let let me, say, let let me, me hang finish. on you can't say let me define consciousness and start with consciousness, consciousness. begins with you know, that's not a definition that's a description of how it arose that's like well, saying let define- me define rose a rose begins as a seed pod okay it occurs to me that it's Sunday that what? Okay. that thought
3: it, it occurs to me that it's Sunday Okay consciousness is not awareness consciousness
1: is what occurs to awareness Okay I I would say okay except that <laughs> you haven't actually de- that's not a de- definition of anything and first of all I don't know that consciousness is anything other than awareness
0: Yeah I, I can't really figure out how they'd be dif- how those two words would well, be different
1: A thought a thought occurs to me uh, and and that is in itself It's like a a ball striking a tree. That's you becoming aware of something. But hang on, because it doesn't matter if consciousness comes from awareness. What the hell does that have to do with whether or not an infant in the womb is, in fact, your consciousness?
3: Because there's a source and the source is recurrent. How do you know that? How do I know that? I think it's possible.
1: I, oh. Okay, then then I don't care. I, yeah. I couldn't possibly care yeah. less
0: I, I, if when I, I ask
1: you how you know something, I you say because it's possible. at that
0: point, yeah, we're at the point where go back to the table and figure out how to show that it's actually happening, and then we have something to talk about. Because possibilities okay. are very, this, this good... you know, there's a lot of them. And, and there's a lot this, of conflicting is... possibilities. You know, that are...
1: And you haven't even demonstrated it's you know, possible. It's, you just possible think it's possible that
0: this isn't the case, okay. too.
1: Okay, something from experience <laughs> that we all know. Okay? I'll ta- I'll bet, you want to bet on that? Before you, say, before you say something from experience that we all know, do you want to bet on that? No,
3: well, I don't have to bet. Okay. I don't want to bet. Look, let's say I have a piece of fur in my hand. And I stroked a piece of fur with my thumb in the same way each time. Okay, this is an argument for the soul because I'm having the same subjective experience over and over again, but my brain state is not the same each time. So that means there's something in in my consciousness or in my awareness that is not purely my brain because I'm having the same subjective experience, but my brain state is not the same each time.
2: I don't
0: even know what to say to that. I fur won, feels like that fur bet. even when I'm angry. We're going to have to move on, um, but I mean, you know, maybe think about this some more, and if you, you know, come up with something but there's a an little...
2: For
1: film, it's, it's not an know, argument. It's not it's an, an not argument It's not an argument. All. All. It's not supported um, by evidence. The fact that you don't understand something <laughs> and you just want to offer forth more confusion doesn't get us any closer to understanding it.
0: <laughs> These are assertions. Okay. But thank you, Joel. We're going to go ahead and let uh, you go. Bye-bye. You. Okay, so now we're moving on to Ahmed in Pakistan. Hi, Ahmed. You're talking to Tracy and Matt.
1: Ah, which reminds me, we're glad you're here and calling from Pakistan. We also have a, a live studio audience out there, uh, and they're not all from Austin either. There's uh, uh, folks from Temple and uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina, out there in the, on the other side of the glass. So we're all thrilled that you're calling all the way from Pakistan.
4: Hi, Matt and Tracy. Um, yes, I'm also thrilled, uh, also lucky to have both of my favorite hosts uh, on the show today. And uh, <clears throat> I have called the show before. Um, you know, it is how dangerous it can be to um, make these assertions or uh, state your belief or in or lack of belief in religion in a country like this. Um, so it's, uh, it's very, uh, I'm actually very happy to be able to talk about this. Um, I am raised and born Muslim um, and uh, a practicing one. I have a family of uh, very practicing people. Um, but I've always been a skeptic my whole life. So even as a child, I would put forth questions that I would never get answers to. Um, so the only thing that, kept me uh, sticking to uh, my belief was I read a lot of uh, science in the Quran. And I know you've spoken about this a lot, but I've never really heard about this in detail. So um, I'd like to think that I'm uh, a reasonable person, and I'm genuinely seeking the truth. So um,
1: I'd just like to hear what you have to say about that. There is no science in the Quran. Oh, actually, okay. I shouldn't say that, because um, that 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 might be a bit broad. So let me let me put it this way: science is not just a proclamation about something. Science is a is a process. Science is the method by which we discover things about the world. Uh, there's no method that I'm aware of in the Quran. What there are are claims that. Many years after the fact, people go back and say, oh, hey, look, science has just discovered this, and I can read this passage in the Quran or in the Bible or wherever, and I can kind of interpret this in a way where it seems like these people were making proclamations about science. If if there was a proclamation about a scientific fact, it should be something that should be specific and profound, like uh, not just, oh, you should wash your hands, but... Oh, here's an understanding of the germ theory of disease. Even though you don't know it now, there are these little things that are far too small for you to see that are the cause of illness in human being, and at some point in the future you'll develop a technology that will allow you to see things that are smaller than you can see with the naked eye. That would be kind of profound. Um, it wouldn't, though, even if that's what was in there, it wouldn't tell us any, it wouldn't enlighten us as to the fact. Or provide any demonstration of it because even if you had a book that was let's say you know a thousand years old that talked about um, entities too small to be seen with the naked eye that were causing disease you have no foundation upon which to accept that this is the truth until there's actual evidence for it and the books aren't providing the evidence and mostly they don't say anything remotely that clear instead it's you know i've i've heard that you know, the fetus looks a little bit like chewing gum and look at this the the quran is saying something amazing about fetuses that we wouldn't discover for for many many centuries after and that's not even true if you think people in agrarian <laughs> societies uh watching uh our, our animals, animals yeah. uh where there's you know hey this I cracked open this egg and it's got something in it or my cow gave birth or my cow had a miscarriage or, you know, we cut open this cow to eat it and whoops, look, turned out this cow was pregnant. It's got a little thing in it. People knew what was going on inside of bodies. They didn't know everything about it. Uh, And plus, uh, you know, describing the fetus as, as being roughly like chewing gum is just kind of describing what it looks like. It doesn't tell us anything about what the fetus is or the process or any of that. So I have yet to hear anything, um, from any of the holy books that I could view as, wow, how did they know that? But if I did, if I had heard that, then the position I have to take is, did they know that? Is this a coincidence? How did they know that? And how did it enlighten us at all? Because we didn't know it to be true until we had done the work. So it's completely useless for somebody to include something in a holy book that you still have to go out and prove. Yes, and I called in to the show
4: one time earlier and I spoke to Jen and um, I spoke a little bit about the embryology and this was pretty much the same answer that she gave me and I accept that. But if I can give you um, some more examples uh, about uh, what have now been found to be scientific truths, would it not be plausible to say that this could not have been known at the time?
1: Uh, it not now? You haven't demonstrated that it was known at the time. The, the fact that this is what I was just saying. No, it wasn't known at the time. It, 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 okay, give me an example. That'll be easier. Give me an example of the one that you find okay. in, implausible for them to have known at the
0: Can, time. I want to insert something before we go and do this, though. Hold on just a moment. I had somebody contact me one time about a video where they said that um, it it was based on the quran and the person was making an argument that how the earth had formed was described in the quran and it came with graphic video you know like illustrations and stuff and it was basically showing that the core of the earth was iron and that this had occurred because some sort of iron body had impacted with the earth hard enough to <laughs> to go into the center of the earth somehow didn't destroy the whole thing and they were saying, "This is this is how it's told in the Quran, and this is how the Earth is made." Isn't that amazing? And so, the first thing I did was go and look up how the you know the, the Earth's core. And when I looked at the scientific explanation, it had nothing to do with something iron impacting the earth a long time ago. It was about how iron is very heavy and dense and how it would, it would naturally, you know, go to the center of, of gravity. And I'm probably butchering it, but the idea was that of all the elements on the planet, iron would be pulled toward the center more than any other. And so you would end up with an iron core. And I kind of thought to myself at the time when the person made this video saying that this is evidence that in their mind that a god gave people this information and now i'm looking at it and the information is scientifically inaccurate i'm like does that mean now that they're going to say that the quran is bunk because this thing that they're saying is foretold or is, is described in the quran is is not what they're saying it is what i would probably expect to see is that people would say oh, the model that I came up with was wrong and that's not really what the Quran was saying and really it was describing and then they find where it describes uh, this the way that the earth had matter that was heavier and more dense and that it ended up in the center. Whatever the scientific theory is going to be, it's just about finding things that kind of sound good enough to fit those models and then using them. And the interesting thing is that scientific theories sometimes change, which I find... That fascinating because then what happens to those models in those holy books that are you know describing exactly what science is telling us when science then says hey our model was wrong,
1: and and it, okay I, I I would still like just give the the one example that you think is like the best example and and like I said, I'm
4: a skeptic. I've seen most of those videos and I don't agree with them because they come with an agenda and they have the conclusion first and they're trying to arrive at it. The, the example I have is uh, of the expanding universe. Um, there is a verse which says that we have built the heaven with power and it is we who
1: are expanding it. That's pretty clear, I would say. I, I wouldn't say that. I, I have no idea what that verse means. Does that verse necessarily mean that the universe is expanding? I think so. Okay. Um, I don't necessarily And you're, you're
0: saying that it says we are expanding it?
1: Well, that's sort of the language
4: in Arabic. Uh, the royal we. They, they, yes, it's the royal, Oh, okay. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And like I said, I'm I'm a skeptic. I'm actually seeking the truth, so I'm not just trying to
1: assert that this definitely sure. means this. I'm, I just want to hear your your view. I get that. So so taking taking that verse, um, I'd I'd have to look at the verse to make sure that we understood it all in context, because you, when you just pluck out the one verse and says, you know, we created the heavens and we are the ones expanding it. Um, so the it's first thing 61, is one forty-seven. Sure, Sure. is Surah 147? 5147. 5147. So, yes. the first thing is, uh, as I said before, up until we discovered that the universe was expanding, did people know...
0: Uh, <laughs> Wait, now this, inter- this uh, translation says, and the heaven we constructed with strength, and indeed we are its expander... I mean, the universe is. Translation. The, the universe is often referred to by people as an expanse. I mean, I've heard that term in English. Used. Yeah,
1: and that's the problem. Is I don't necessarily want to get to the English and the translations and stuff. First of all, I'm not convinced that it means that that somebody was asserting that the universe was necessarily expanding. It could be, you know, the common view of expanse or et cetera. But it doesn't matter because. When we learned that the universe was expanding, it was based on discovery and evidence. If it turns out that some claim that somebody made, like, let's say I said there'll be a woman president of the United States in 2020. If it turns out that I'm correct, does that mean I knew that now? No. Right. So it's a mistake for us to say here's this, how on earth could they have known that back when the Quran was written? Maybe the answer is, they didn't know that. So there's a number of possibilities. It doesn't necessarily mean what people are interpreting it to mean. Uh, Number two, it may mean that but they didn't have any good reason for it it's not it's not like people haven't looked up at at the sky and you know reached conclusions ahead of time they you know before we understood and knew that there were planets other planets in our solar system there were people who were observing uh, observing the heavens and seeing these things moving and before they knew what they were they were planets which is originally i think in latin was wanderer because they moved around the sky in a different way than some of these others did and so they, but our modern view of planet is we have a definition for it. The ancient view of planet was just this is the name that we're going to call these things that don't behave like anything else and we don't know anything about them. What are they? And so before someone could get to the point where they had an understanding of planets, they had already made a discovery and were labeling it. Labeling the heavens or the, the sky as an expanse or something that's expanding could have come about by any number of of observations, or it could not it could be not an observation at all. The answer, the, the answer is we have no idea. So when we ask the question, how did they know that? That's the wrong question. The first question is, did they actually know that? Does this mean what it seems to mean? If in fact they did know it, now the next question is, how did they have this information way before we did? That's and that's a good question. Let's say there was, let's say you're correct and this particular Surah is Um, an accurate intended description of an expanding universe and that the author understood that the universe was expanding how could that person have had that knowledge and the answer is we don't know but when you start listing off the possible explanations uh, God doesn't make the list because God can't be a possible explanation until you demonstrate that there is a God or that God can, in fact, be an explanation. Maybe, you know, I don't, I don't even know what the possible explanations could be. Maybe there's a doctor who went back and told them. Maybe um, they had access to knowledge and information and, and maybe even technology that's w- been lost to time. Maybe it was a wild guess. Maybe it was a coincidence. Maybe this person didn't know it. At no point are we justified in saying, you know what, this is just so implausible that they could have had this information that the only answer we can go to is God, because that is by definition a God of the gaps fallacy. I understand
4: that, but I wouldn't think that anybody looking up at the sky in the 5th century would have just guessed that it could be expanding. And the assumption is um, that it has to come from somebody or something that knows way ahead of time. I've, I've heard you made this analogy before um, about, especially about the Bible, like why should you believe in the book just because it says it. Um, in the Quran, there, in in many places it says that we have given you signs and for you to follow the evidence and um, so on and so forth. And, and that's sort of the argument. Um, now, it is also possible that, that this is what it meant. And you're right. It, we, we can't say why or how did they know this.
1: Well, is it, um, you, you, you it, say. It is a plausibility, isn't it? How can it be plausible that the best explanation is something for which we have no evidence? I mean, we know people can guess things correctly. We know people can make inferences. Science begins with an observation and then some inferences about possible explanations based on other knowledge, and then you build from there. So if we know that those things, how could it ever be the case that something that hasn't been demonstrated, for which we don't have evidence, could be the best possible explanation when we already know that people uh, make observations and have inferences and have suspicions about how things might work? even even if that passage was about expanding. You know, you, you sit up and you look at the sky and you watch the the clouds kind of stretch out over time. Isn't that enough to start wondering about the expansion? If you go back, if you go out where you're nowhere near the city lights and you see the Milky Way, the, you know, they our, our galaxy spread out across the sky as this, um, you, you, you're not going to observe individual stars expanding, but you are going to observe movement. Now, I don't know how anybody could say... I don't know how what the best explanation is, but I think that an all-powerful, outside-of-time super-being that knows everything is a more plausible explanation than this was a guess, this was an observation, this was an inference, um, or I'm interpreting it wrong. All of those seem to me to be... I
0: don't think that I could hang my hat on a single word... Meaning something so profound as what has been robustly described by science at this point.
5: Yeah, one of the to to
0: seek out that one word and say, you know, this must be what this means. It's like looking for a needle in a haystack.
1: Yeah, before we learned that the universe was expanding, would anybody have looked at that verse and reached the conclusion that the universe was expanding?
0: Like, what did they think about it? Did people, why, did, why didn't then, you know, why wasn't this something that Muslims have just been saying for centuries, like since the Quran, that, yeah, the universe is, is constantly expanding? Um, you know, it could have given a rate, for example, like a rate of expansion or something more, more detailed that would be more uh, robust about it that we could look at and say that this clearly is what it's talking about. And one other thing which
1: has come up many, many times is this we tend to do these things backwards instead try doing it forward you're God you want to reveal a message to people you are Allah you are Yahweh you are whoever and you have an important message to reveal to people first of all it's absurd to think that they would reveal it once and once only in languages that can change and texts that can be manipulated but we'll just assume that they've they've made that horrific mistake If you want to tell people that the universe is expanding and you are the cause of its expansion, would you write this verse this way or would you say, I created the universe. The universe is expanding. I'm telling you this information. You will someday discover it to be correct. Here's the information on expanding. There's there's a lack of clarity of purpose with regard to this.
0: Here's a question. Wait, I I have a question, though. Here's a legitimate question for you, Ahmed. If... If science came out with a new model that said it was collapsing, that the universe is actually collapsing and not expanding, would you then consider the Quran to be fatally flawed, that this is wrong, that the passage is wrong, the book is wrong, and that it is incorrect in what it claims?
5: Yes, I would.
0: Really? So you wouldn't, you yes. would not, there's no way that you could think that maybe you've misinterpreted that word expand to mean what, it, what you're thinking it means?
4: I mean, I, I'm saying that the the, the only reason I am still st- sticking to this is because of these things and
1: if they're proved wrong, I will consider it flawed. And that's a problem though, um, because- If
0: they were, but I'm talking about this one.
1: No, the, the problem here is that you're saying if these things were sorry, proved wrong- I don't wrong, understand. It, the problem here is you're saying if these things were proved wrong, I would stop believing and that's backward that's not skepticism skepticism is not i'm going to believe this until you prove me wrong skepticism is i'm not going to believe this until it is proven correct that's skepticism i guess the i guess the argument um or supposition here
4: is that that here's a book and it says that it's written by god and god is saying i I'm telling you all of this, and so this is why you should believe in me, because I'm telling you all of this in advance, and that you'll find out if one you, day. If you were God, would you do it that way? I would not. If I was God, I'd just reveal myself to everybody.
1: Yeah, so why are you a better communicator than God? I don't know. Doesn't it seem silly? This is the point that I'm getting. This is actually a good chunk of the book that I'm writing, If I Were God, this notion of how a god might go about revealing itself. Why is it the case that human beings uh, seem to have more empathy, more understanding, more humanity, more intelligence than the god that was in these ancient tomes? If you were to write a new book um, and invent a god... There's no way anybody would invent a God that is as unwise and as closed off as we find in the Bible or the Quran or anything like this. We, we know better. So if we know better, and we are smarter than the God in this book, then what justification is there for calling it a God? No, I agree, I agree with you. And, and
4: there, there's a lot of things that I agree with you. I've been watching your show for ages now. Um, I'm I, I'm sort of on the fence. I'm not like 100% sure that this is true. I, it's just like I've moved very, very far away from where I started. Sure. And this is just like sort of the end point. Um, there's also, for example, if I may, uh, another verse that says that the heavens and the earth were joined together um, and we split them apart. So sort of coming from the Big Bang, I would say. Say, it seems
0: so vague I mean, to me. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, when I, I understand that what you're saying is that when you read this, it seems so profound to you. But I'm telling you that being on the outside, looking in to this, it doesn't seem that profound. You probably have already looked at other, like Christian claims that are similar to this about the Bible, and I'm sure that when you look at them, you think, oh, this sounds so flimsy. I mean, you sound like a person who would have done that research. Have you already looked at claims like this that Christians make?
4: Yes. I've also looked at things like this uh, that that Muslims have made. And and, uh, like I said, I've seen all those videos that you were talking about. And I started to look at them from the outside. And I can see that some of them are just saying that after the fact. And it it can be interpreted in that way. So the passage that you
1: were just talking about... The passage that you were just talking about, the heavens and earth were once joined and we split yes. split them apart, and you want to say that kind of sounds like the Big Bang. It sounds nothing at all right. like the Big Bang, because the universe is 13.7 billion years old, and the earth is about 4.5 billion years old, roughly, that's the model that we have right now. So the two were never uh, concurrent. And meanwhile, what we describe as the heavens and what we describe as the earth, they're not Separate we're we're part of that just like the other planets that are out there in the heavens uh, w- Yes, we have an atmosphere, but it's not like there's Some hard line with a, a space of nothing in between us and the rest of the universe We are a part of the universe so the notion that they were once together um, Is true in the sense that they're still together the notion they were split apart the heavens and the earth uh, is false and any similarity you might find to the big bang is absurd because there's 9 billion years in between the big bang and the formation of the earth.
0: Yeah. It reminds me a little bit in the bible when it talks about dividing the the waters and the and the land. Yeah. When you look at the planet you see that there's water and there's land, but when you look at it from a broader perspective there's land that keeps going under the water. It's not like there's not land there. Right, I mean, but it's from a perspective of just sort of when I look out at the planet as a human being, I see there's areas with water and areas that don't have water. Um, And so it would be easier for me, like easy for me to mentally divide these things. But in reality, kind of what Matt is describing is the land doesn't stop. It's not like there's this divide between land and water. There's parts uh, parts of the land that are covered in water and there's still land. Um, so it, it's these things are extremely flexible in how people can interpret them. And I think what Matt is saying is that as science starts to come out with things and you start thinking like, oh, this is reminiscent to me as someone familiar with this book of this passage, that's probably true. There probably are passages that it reminds you of. I'm reminded of all kinds of things every day that are just have meaning and connection in my head that don't really connect in reality. Um, I understand that you're at a point, though, where you're just sort of struggling with this. So I don't, I'm not sure that any amount of, um, of us reiterating that it doesn't seem this way to us is going to make that big of a difference. But I will just say that I think that you are listening and I think that you are being sincere in what you're saying, which is one of the reasons yeah. I wanted to go into this call. And I do have other callers. But I want to thank you so much for calling in, because I really enjoyed the call, and you are welcome to call back in the future.
5: Okay,
4: well, right. um, thank you very much. Yeah. I have thank a you. small other point, if if I could. Sure. Um, okay, so just to be clear, so, um, by the way, when I speak to Muslims about these verses, I say exactly the things that you're saying, with, like, that this doesn't seem obvious to me, and. This is not, this, it could have been any other way, and now you're just saying this because now we know this. Right. Um, but so is what you're saying that even if uh, what is said it comports to established science, there is no reason to believe that this is something divine? Yes. That,
0: yeah, that's the point Matt was making. I would just make the point that it's so vague in its, you know, you're talking about a single word I mean, that's how...
4: But my question
1: is, is it plausible that that could be the case? So, plausibility is something that tends to be demonstrated. When we're looking through candidate explanations for something, we can only look to things that we know to exist and that we know to be true. If if a, if a fire starts... And we want to figure out what caused this fire. We can only go through things that we know and understand that could potentially start a fire. If there are fire-starting pixies or fairies out there, we don't get to appeal to them as a plausible, possible, or probable explanation. The probability needs to be demonstrated, the plausibility needs to be demonstrated, and the possibility needs to be demonstrated. It doesn't mean that it's wrong. Maybe there are fire-starting pixies. Maybe somebody did it with you know, the, the psychic powers, uh, maybe there is a God and he's just not bright enough uh, to be clear in communication. This is not about saying you're wrong, there is no God. It's about saying the reasons that you've given for concluding that a God is plausible or reasonable to, as an explanation uh, are insufficient. They're not supported by evidence. They're not reasonable. Yeah. They're not you're, you're doing skepticism backward to say I want to be convinced if you want to put out.
0: those pixies forward, you can do that, but you have to then build a model that's testable. Yeah. Right? So you would have to say, I think it's these fire-starting, I think it's some supernatural fire-starting entity because I'm really not seeing how it could be any other way. Then it's, then it's incumbent on you to figure out a way that we can then add this supernatural cause to the things that exist that can be causes, right? Because now we have, it's like, okay, well, we can go that route, but first we have to show how we're going to demonstrate that this is actually something that exists and can cause fires. So we have to get it added to that category first of things that would be possible explanations that we know, you know, to exist and cause fires, and then we can start looking into whether or not it meets the criteria for how these fires would get started through that method. So it's okay. like it adds well, a
4: step. I, I, okay, I understand. Okay. I don't want to hold up hold up the show, so okay. um, Well, no, you I mean job, No, it was a great call. Yeah, yeah. It Thank
0: was you. a great call and I really appreciate you calling in. Yeah. Thank you so
4: and, and, much. And I will be coming to the, to the United States in the next few months. I will definitely be flying into Austin just to come. Awesome. Oh, yeah, that that run, would be out. great.
0: And we I, would love I, that.
1: May, there's a physicist sitting out here uh, <laughs> that you might want to have a conversation with, because I would I would exercise some caution in saying anything sounds like the Big Bang, when <laughs> Big Bang cosmology, uh, it's not like science makes proclamations about truth. Uh, the, these things are subject to revision. So if we revise our understanding of the origins of the universe based on better evidence and better models, the big Bang cosmology might change and then it might not even seem like it applies to that verse to you so if you start if you start hanging your hat on things of oh this seems plausible you're kind of you're not engaged in the in the sort of rigid skepticism that says I want sufficient evidence to justify belief you're going with gosh I really feel like I need to make some decision I'm really I don't want to say I don't know because that seems like you know I'm I haven't really looked at it or I you know whatever else and, and so I'll just go with this for now. Uh, the problem with going with this for now is that if you're wrong, the thing that you believe affects other things that you might believe. And the process by which you came to that belief can definitely affect other things. You know, oh, what's the harm in thinking I have lucky socks? <laughs> well, it might make you think you have other lucky things or you might end up in a Jesus-take-the-wheel type situation and end up in a
0: car. Grab your lucky yeah. socks yeah. <laughs> instead of the wheel. Yeah. But
1: I appreciate the call a lot. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Ahmed. Uh,
1: uh, thank, you. thank you. Have a nice day.
0: You too. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and move right on to Brian in Indianapolis. Hi, Brian. You're on with Matt and Tracy. Brian? Hey, Brian, are you there? Hello. Hey. Hi. Yes, I am. Great. Sorry, i muted. I had my call <laughs> muted. Okay, well, we hear you All now. Right. So you're, do, you're doing
1: better than I am because I'm supposed to mute like <laughs> when I cough and I keep forgetting.
0: I never remember.
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I coughed a few times too and I was paranoid. I thought maybe my mute button was
1: off. The problem
0: with our mic system was. is us.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the, the technology is wonderful. Well, hey. <laughs>
6: yeah. Yeah. Hey, I appreciate the... Uh, the the show and i also appreciate you accepting my phone call um so i had uh i'll just say it this way after 9 11 i experienced what a lot of people i think experienced was the questioning of their faith um and i was raised catholic um went to a catholic grade school and then a public high school and i'd say you know we went to church every week and and did that thing (laughs) but after 9 11 you know it just sent my world into a you know, a tizzy a little bit. And so I, I started to explore, you know, or questioning everything. And I actually got really far. And I would say I'm still at this point, which was, I regard myself as almost an atheist. <laughs> and I also would back that up with the fact that I, I'm a, barely a believer. And the reason I, I'm, I'm, I'm almost at a holding point, point. Um, and it's because as I started to unpack all the religious you know stuff that I learned it was easy to it was so easy to shoot most of the stuff down you know evolution I totally buy into that I totally buy into big bang I totally buy into almost all scientific you know theories at least the ones that are you know consensus driven
1: so so what's the last holdout
6: yeah well that's what I want to talk about so I, got, I finally got to the point, and I was looking over the, the what I call the um, chasm to atheism. And, and at first I thought it was going to be just a small jump, but it ended up get, becoming a big chasm. And here's where I came. I, I started I, – the question I asked that I couldn't uh, in terms of probability say with um, the, um, um, confidence was, is there a purpose to the universe? And so that, I whittled all this down to a point where I said, okay, in order to, and, and this may be, I
1: may already be an atheist, by the way. I just. Well, I was going to
0: say, did you come <laughs> up with a purpose for the universe? I, I was going to ask it?
1: also, what do you think atheism is? Because it's just, I'm not convinced there's a God.
6: Well, and so, and I, that's the first, and maybe it's because I've, I've been uh, brainwashed into thinking what and atheism was or wasn't. But I heard that for the first time on your show, the definition that says that atheism is, um, or people that not, are not convinced there's a god, right? And what I always, what I always had the definition of atheism to be is people are convinced there is no god,
1: right? Which is a very different thing. It is yeah, different. It's, it's a subset, and it may be the case uh, it gets labeled a lot of different things. But we don't have to go through all the labels. If you believe in a god, you're no. a theist, oh, no. and if you don't believe in a god, you're an atheist or a non-theist. I don't even yeah. care about the label so much as sure. what it is that. So it's this issue of of purpose. Now, a yep. good a good friend of mine named Chris Johnson uh, did a, a big coffee table book. Uh, I think it's still at Atheistbook.com. And it was... A Better Life. A Better Life. It's like a 100 atheists giving their thoughts on joy and meaning and mm-hmm. purpose in a world without God. And there sure. you get to hear from real people discussing their view on this issue of meaning and purpose. Um, as far as I can tell... There's no intrinsic purpose in the universe. There's no reason to think that the universe was uh, created or has an intent or has any goal or purpose for your life. And that really terrifies some people. Um,
6: No, it doesn't. And it doesn't terrify me. And further, I don't think it's obvious that there's no purpose. And the reason why, and, and I'll say this kind of definitively and then we can discuss it more in more detail well, well you just
1: there I, is an, you, you just said What's that you just said that you don't think it's obvious there's no purpose and my point wasn't right. there's no purpose my point was I don't see any reason to think there is a purpose so we're, we're at the right, same thing right. with regard to a God as we are with a purpose purpose no, it would need no, to be demonstrated I would say, no
6: I would say there's a there is no greater than a 50% chance that the universe has a purpose than if it doesn't
1: Okay, so I don't know how you're doing math or why you're doing math. The point is, right. if there is a purpose to the universe, that's something that sh- would have to be demonstrated. Right. And the time to believe you know, there's a purpose is after it's been demonstrated. Exactly, and that's exactly my point.
6: So, and again, I'm not—I'm struggling with this. He, I yeah. think this, yeah. these, these are concepts. I'm just just not going, going to beat you
1: up there, over the language. Right. I'm just right. trying to make sure we're clear. Yeah. I understand. Well,
6: so, let me give you. Yeah, no, i, I and I'm—I'm I'm completely. Uh, in alignment with you and i got to this point I welcome got to, to atheism to point, <laughs> what you just said well but here here's the thing though here's where I, i'm still stumbling is it, and and this is a, a really simple and probably silly analogy but you know with regard to purpose i was <laughs> I, you know i was a deep in thought and i was watching a bird <laughs> uh as silly as that sounds pick up sticks and i thought i know what that purpose I know why that bird is. It's not because he loves sticks. He's not, he's not collecting sticks and putting them in a scrapbook. The bird is actually building a nest. Now, so to me, and you said it exactly, a purpose cannot be known until it is revealed. And so there is, no, there is just as much evidence to me that the universe is working towards A purpose than there is it's meaningless and not going anywhere because there's
1: time i don't understand that
6: i i well did did you hear the do you understand what i'm saying about the bird instance where if you look at a bird a bird a bird can
1: a bird can have purposeful action and that tells me nothing about whether there's some intrinsic purpose to the universe nothing exactly
6: well no 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 my analogy is this I'm, i'm not saying that the bird proves (laughs) <laughs> that's such a purpose to the universe. What I'm saying is the universe could be in the same as we are today, as we exist today. We don't see a purpose, right? It's not obvious to us, but maybe there is an end game for which we have no clue about Yeah, yeah, will but materialize so, in so, the
1: future. So, sure. So the time to believe there's a purpose is after it's actually materialized. But the thing is, I, I don't. I could never say there's just as much evidence for something as against it, when I don't see any evidence for it. I see no well, no no evidence for this notion that the universe has some intrinsic purpose. Because what perp- about evolution? Evolution doesn't have a purpose. Evolution. How do you know
6: that?
1: Evolution doesn't isn't it, because evolution is a change in allele frequencies over time. Evolution is random mutations that are. Impacted by natural selection, the forces around this—it's right. evolution isn't right. moving towards a goal. This is all definitional within evolution. Evolution is not moving towards a goal, which means there's no purpose.
6: I don't, see that. That's where I'm sitting there thinking, how can you? Because there is no—we aren't to the end game necessarily of you, evolution. You, okay.
1: You, well, you're what assuming there is an end game. That you don't get to assume there is an end game because that, by definition, is assuming that there's a goal or purpose. Well, my point is, is that
6: if we argued about probabilities, or, or let's just say, well, probability is the best word, whether or not there is a purpose or isn't. Okay, I think I could argue based on, and I think I view, and this is this is probably just a worldview perspective is that when i look at evolution i think it's going somewhere
1: okay that's now first, of not, all, first of all, now first of all first of all it's that's false second of all that's an opinion not an argument for something
6: well right i'm not a scientist right? clearly i well
1: no I, and i don't mean that I, derogatorily i i mean no, I don't, we're and, talking about well,
6: this, I think this is, i'm not
1: a scientist either the problem yeah and this is i think this is the problem with
6: what i'm having with um a lot of um, but what what do you what do you mine 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 think
1: the mine. purpose of evolution is?
6: I think. It, well, I don't know. Well, All okay. This is this is the, this a, is the
1: thing. This is the thing. You're saying you are convinced that evolution is moving towards a goal. Why? No, I'm not convinced. No, I'm not. Convinced. I
6: swear, you just. Said. I'm. No, no. I said there's a 50 percent chance that. Evolution is moving toward a goal, and there's another fifty percent. So it's a flip of the coin
1: now. Now, now earlier you and said and that there was e- either evidence with regard to the universe having a purpose. I thought just a couple minutes ago you said no, that evo- no. you you were convinced that evolution had a purpose, which is why I said that was an no. opinion. I'm pretty sure that no, you did, but okay. we'll ju- I'm pretty sure that you did. We yeah. can always rewind and well, check. I didn't mean But it. but let's just yeah, toss I, it out.
6: I didn't mean it. So, just, so you think clarify, there's a let me clarify there's
1: a you think there's a fifty percent chance that evolution has a purpose. I don't know why you're putting a number on it. That's correct. But what I'm asking over and over again is what do you think the purpose is and why do you think there's a purpose?
6: I don't know. I don't know what the purpose is. All I know is okay. there could be a purpose.
1: Then I, I I apologize. Person, but I'm not how... interested in opinions where people are gonna spout numbers and say right. this is what I'm convinced of and when I ask them why they're convinced, they say I don't know. There's no discussion there.
6: Well, yeah, and I understand exactly what you're saying, the, the the problem I'm getting hung up in is to make a decision on whether or not there's a purpose in the universe depends on me uh,
1: being confident. That there is
6: no purpose. See, and, and mean, that's that's, what, that's what I'm saying.
1: That, that you, you're doing the same thing with regard to purpose that you were previously doing with regard to God. You're not going to be an atheist until you're convinced there is no God. The point is, you should not believe that there's a purpose right. until it has been demonstrated there is. You should not be sitting but in a position. A in the middle. You
0: should. Be, what if we are? What if we're not? There's no reason to believe that we are. Know, is the point. point?
1: So the point is, well, you should not believe. If
0: I have absolutely no reason to believe that something is the case, why would I say that it has a fifty percent chance of being the case?
1: The only reason that you e- don't know everything. Okay, I, But That doesn't
0: make it. That doesn't make it just as plausible as not being the case when there is zero evidence that it is the case. Well, so it's like saying it, that there's a fifty percent. atheism. Okay.
6: So let me ask. Let me ask a question about atheists, because I'm willing to proudly tout that I'm an atheist. But here's the thing I hang on to, and if, um, and there is, to me, it's the possibilities of things. One of which, so. I look at possibilities.
1: Nobody, there is no requirement for anybody to, to, to give up possibilities. The, the, it, w- here's what happens. Okay. If okay. you, if you, if you give up the possibilities, you are asserting that something is impossible which is even stronger than asserting that you believe it's false. You're saying it's impossible. No, there is no requirement within... First of all, atheism has no requirements. It is simply, I am not convinced there is a God, or in some cases, I believe there is no God. But even if you were convinced, as I am, as many people are, that there are no gods or that the gods that have been proposed aren't actually real, that doesn't mean that you're convinced that it's impossible so nobody's asking okay. anybody to give well, up possibilities. But what what I am saying is, if you're just going to try to sit in this weird limbo of oh well, let me not commit because uh, for, nobody's asking you to commit to anything because I don't know whether we're in the middle of the end game or the possibilities. It's all okay. it's, it's chaos. I don't know what's going on. Then then you then you don't know, and by definition, you yeah. cannot be convinced. Yes.
6: So so I think the 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 um, thing I I achieved clarity is is this. Definition that I was not familiar with, which was atheism is being not convinced there is a god, which counters to what I've heard by <laughs> theists um, from my theist friends that atheism is being convinced that there is no god. Yeah, imagine what I'm hearing that. you say, <laughs> right? Well, yeah. And so it's
1: because it's because it's because from the theist perspective, it needs to be portrayed as you need to make a choice. You either choose, for example, Jesus in life or you choose the devil in destruction. You need to believe to know that you know that you know that you know that Jesus Christ is your Lord and that there is a God, or you are in absolute denial and denying all possibility and arrogantly presuming that you know everything. The atheist position, the non-theist position, is the least arrogant of all positions because I don't think I'm a special creation. I don't think I'm a special creation. I'm not asserting knowledge that I don't have. I'm not demanding that people take unskeptical positions on anything. I am unconvinced of a God, and I am only willing to be convinced if there is good argument Good evidence, and simply saying, "Well, we don't know, or it may be possible, or we could be." None of that is good enough evidence to believe in any of that.
6: And I, I completely subscribe to that philosophy. So I guess I'm an atheist. Awesome.
2: Issue issue resolved.
6: Well, here's one. If, if you have a minute, the other thing I I, I would argue, and and, uh, and now I'm I'm a, let's say I'm pro- proclaiming I'm an atheist, but I do argue still that. I don't know that we're better off in a world of atheists than we are with a ber- world of
1: theists.
6: Sure, I don't know either. There is no. Okay, and so if you think
2: that can be, I, I
1: am convinced though ancient. that we, I am convinced though that we would be better off in a world full of secular humanists than we are with a world full of people with competing religious ideas that uh, are conflicting and anti-human. Yeah,
6: I, I don't know in the in the. I think it might be a zero-sum game,
1: is what I think, because
6: I I participate in and see, and I don't know, if, um, you know, I don't know what your exposure is to all the beautiful things that theists do. Now, the argument is, well, wouldn't secular humanists do the same thing? Well, they
1: do do you know, the same things.
6: Well, but but here's my problem with that statement is there's more evidence. That see
1: us do more of those things. No, 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 no. I mean, this is the, this is the problem. This is the problem. This is lying with statistics. The fact that there are more religious <laughs> people, the, the fact that there are more religious people who have had a preferential, privileged status in, in the West, in particular, for a longer period of time. The fact that people have been motivated to, to do things by their church organizations and things like that is irrelevant. You can't. It's like saying. Donald Trump has more money than me. There's evidence that Donald Trump has more money than me. Well, he started with more money than me. Okay? You can't you can't assume someone's value and contribution just based on the raw dollar amount. Well, if in if in fact Trump has uh, not made nearly as much money as he thought, or not increased at a rate that I have, then I'm a better earner.
0: Like if we go to a country where most people are secular, most people who donate to charities and do good works are going to be secular. I mean, that's not even really an argument, it's just an observation.
1: Yeah, it, you know, it's the, the fact there are there are more religious people, so you can't go by the raw number. And, and yes. I understand Just that like even are mo- if
0: they're more theists in prison,
2: right, yeah, <laughs> like, I- even be- if
1: you go to percentages, though, you can say, "Ah, religious people per capita donate more or do more or whatever." you still have to take into consideration that until very, very recently, there weren't opportunities for secular humanist charities. Sure to even have a, an audience to reach out to. It's such a small pool, and they don't have this... We don't enjoy the same tax-free uh, status that religions do. We have to apply as, for nonprofit status as an educational organization or as right. a library. We don't just get a de facto this. We're also not coming on and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. passing the plate and telling people that if they give us money, they'll get rich or we'll donate to poor. What percentage of the money that goes to charitable... Uh, efforts within churches actually gets to the recipients you don't know because churches have the privileged position of not having to open their books to the public is it one penny out of your dollar that actually gets to the needy or is it 99
6: you don't know yeah i guess i'm i'm seeing it from a pure um uh um mission you know i've gone on mission trips and i've done
1: so there, I, i'm I'm definitely speaking from my own experience sure i i've, I've seen it from and both seeing, sides I I, I went on mission trips. Yeah.
0: Well, it reminds me of Rebecca Fitzum. Like, that's what I think of right away. Yeah. So there was a woman in the atheist community who—her house was destroyed by, I think it was a tornado, and Wolf Blitzer was on site doing reporting, and he went to interview her and asked her, don't you just thank God that you and your family got out alive when you look at this stack of toothpicks behind you that was your house? And she's just like, yeah, no, you know. I, I really just kind of am glad that we're okay. And, and he's yeah, like, like, yeah. But actually, don't, he goes, but don't you just thank God? And yeah. she, goes, an a- she goes, I'm an. She goes, I'm an atheist. Well, wait a minute, you didn't let me finish. She says, I'm an atheist. Okay. Now, what Rebe- Rebecca went on to do is she has started a first responder group, a secular first responder group that goes to emergency sure. areas and offers emergency services, kind of like the Red Cross, except it's all secular. So this was a woman who herself well, I, yeah. went through this situation, saw that how you know, there's all this assumption and there's all these religious groups doing these, these, these situations. And, and doing like, it wrong. Yeah, she's like, where is the secular community here? And so she stepped <laughs> up and she inserted the secular community and she created an organization that is now active in this.
1: And there's atheists helping the, <laughs> well, atheists helping the homeless and feminists right. at work here in Austin all the time doing stuff.
6: I'm sure there is. I'm sure that I'm not I'm not here not here to argue that there are some atheists that are doing things. That's there the are point. some
0: Christians who but, are doing things. That's not so, the point. Right. I know. That's so here's my
6: <laughs> right. I'm dealing with the fact that I believe it might be a zero sum gain in that either way, you are going to end up with bad people and good people. Of course. And religion does not religion does not create more bad people than good people.
0: I disagree oh, with that. I disagree with that too. Yeah, well, I disagree. And,
1: and there, there's a weird. famous there's a famous quote from Weinberg that says. Uh, Without religion, good people would do good things and bad people would do bad things. But right. it takes something like right. religion to convince good people to do bad things.
0: Yeah, my religion tried no. very hard no, you to, say no. to okay. get me to adopt all kinds yeah. of heinous views and beliefs about people and prejudices. And there are people who adopt those things and who go out and promote those things even though they think, I don't think this is right, but God knows better than I do. So I go ahead and just say gay people you know, shouldn't be allowed to get married because that's yeah, what my yeah. church says. Hang on. Hang
1: on. No, 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 no. no, 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 Hang on. Hang on. Okay. Okay. Yeah. When a kid comes to us and says that when he told his parents he was an atheist, they kicked him out of the house and we have to find him a new house. Do you think there's any strong likelihood that those parents would have kicked that kid out of their house if it weren't for the religious instruction they believed? Do you guys realize how rare that is?
0: Do you realize in our mail how not rare that
1: is? Do you know how in the secular community it's <laughs> zero? Are
0: you telling yeah.
1: me
6: are you zero telling me that you have every... No, 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 listen. Are you telling me you have every case of every uh, a religious person that kicked their kids out because they said they were atheists? And you can compare that to all the parents that embraced that and... Um, what you're hearing? Wait, you were no, asking. No. You
0: were asking about whether we believed religion could get people to do bad things, and Matt is giving you an example. Oh no,
6: no, 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 no! I agree. I agree. It does.
0: That is religion oh, motivating a parent to do something a parent should never do, just because of what their child thinks. Is there well, any? Is there I'm any? Saying,
6: what I'm saying is, there's more positive. It doesn't matter. This is
1: lying with statistics again. You can't go to the more. No. You you oh, have no, to do no, a no. comparison, but no, no 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 fucking no! What in secular What in secular humanism could ever encourage people to do bad things?
6: Uh, I don't know secular humanism. Then you should look. But uh,
1: what I. Because it, I, I find that there's nothing within secular humanism that can encourage people to do bad things, and yet I have yet to see a single religion that doesn't include encouragement for people to do bad things—not one. Let me,
6: yeah, yeah, and I, I get it, I get it. Um, let me ask you one more question, and then I'll let you go because I know you've got some other folks to talk to. Um, one of the things that I I look to in, in understanding human, uh, you know, progress and evolution is ways that we develop to. to um, understand each other and one of the things that I think is profound that I haven't seen any other uh, uh, you know whether it's uh, atheist or um, religions is talk about forgiveness in a sense and I, I guess I was wondering what your thoughts are
1: somebody emailed and asked me about how, this just the other day yeah what, what's your thoughts
6: around forgiveness and how it
1: there's absolutely and, nothing there's nothing about forgiveness that is incompatible with secular humanism it, secular humanism is, is based on the idea that we are in this world. We don't get to appeal to a God. We have to find a way to live cooperatively and to create a better, more productive society. If in fact it is shown, and I think it has been, that there are benefits to forgiveness. There are benefits to, if I forgive someone, I no longer have a, a maintain that, that, uh, that strife within my life. It benefits me. It can potentially benefit that person. We know this to be the case. And so there's encouragement for forgiveness in secular humanism. Yeah. Well,
6: how about on a more extreme
1: scale of forgiveness? What about on an extreme scale? I, I don't. I don't. I didn't even well, give a, well, I didn't even give a scale. Right. I just said that. For, I've <laughs> well, said I'm fine with forgiveness, and so is secular humanism. And then you want to say, "What about on an extreme scale?" Well, no, like, my, my like what? My question was more
6: about how, how it came about. How how, how, how how what came about? I tell you
1: exactly how forgiveness comes about. I forgive you. Yeah, that's it.
6: <laughs> that, that makes no sense because you don't. What is forgiveness?
1: That is when I say that I forgive you. That means I am no longer going to hold your action against you, and I'm not going to bottle up in me to where it affects my life. Forgiveness that's what forgive is a
0: pragmatic action in a social group. If we all decided that every time—revenge is a a very detrimental action in a social group. There are small social groups where there are actually like family revenge cycles going on where they kill almost every member of every family. Revenge is not a good idea, and forgiveness is kind of a requirement if you're going to have a social group. Otherwise, eventually everyone's going to leave because you're going to have a problem with someone and not forgive them and then not cooperate with them, and everyone walks away. So you have- a, a murder?
2: An, How about
1: murder? Oh, my gosh.
0: What difference does it make? Well, no, no.
1: Let's look
6: at a, a particular case where uh, my wife is murdered right. by another person. Sure. Do you think it's it makes the most, it makes pragmatic sense to let that criminal, to forgive that criminal and let them go on with their life? Who
0: says let them go on with their life? You're talking about forgiveness, which is simply not holding, you know, a grudge against them for what they did. It doesn't mean that you ignore what they did. It's
1: not mean. Doesn't mean we're, you know, we're not going to lock up somebody who's <laughs> dangerous about- or, or in, engage in well, act. No,
6: no, no. I'm talking about what forgiveness really is, which is it's more than just. Um, um, not having a grudge.
0: If you're saying that forgiveness is taking people who are a demonstrated like threat with a high potential for recidivism and just letting them out in the general population, that would be a hideous thing. Not. Okay, well, then I don't understand well, what yeah. you're saying.
1: When you start talking about what forgiveness really is, I already talked about forgiveness yeah. and gave you an example. Is my, is my understanding of forgiveness wrong?
2: Yeah.
1: Okay, yeah, what absolutely. is forgiveness then?
6: <laughs> forgiveness... <laughs> Well, I mean, it, it. I don't
1: think we can go into it in a oh. Well, then you know, goodbye. Kind of short yeah. time. <laughs> then goodbye. No, I'm
6: just telling I, you. You don't, don't no, get to seriously. tell me. You don't get. You don't get to.
1: You don't get to, uh, you don't get to pretend okay, uh, okay, that that okay, okay, okay. we didn't answer your question and that we got it wrong. You either tell us what we're wrong about on the forgiveness, or I'm done.
0: Yeah, and we need to move on to some other yeah. calls, so we're going to let you go. But okay. thanks for calling, Brian. All right. Okay. Okay.
2: So.
1: Oh, do we get the calls back? There we something.
0: did. There were, I was afraid we lost him. They told me it looked fine on their end, so as far as I know, then this would be Sam in New York. Sam, you're on with Tracy and that.
7: Oh, hi. How are you, Tracy? Good. How are you? Good. I'm great. Thank you. Just wanted to um, basically say that for the last few months, actually beginning of this year, I've been on a constant diet of your show. I've been watching it for a few years. But now I've been constantly watching it. I was born in Kashmir in India, a very deeply uh, religious uh, city. Um, but then, you know, I, just a quick, brief um, you know, background. So I just voluntarily, on my own, actually discarded religion around the age of 16, 17, and I just haven't looked back since. And so this, this place, the your show, and you guys are actually... My home now, awesome, well, thank you so much. thank you. I did email you, but you have such a high volume of emails that I'm sure that it's impossible to answer
0: now you get email. to talk to us in person
7: <laughs> thank you so much okay. Thank you very much for having me, and thank you very much for allowing me to talk to you, um, so, you know, one of the things I actually felt which is maybe a little counterintuitive that I actually wanted to bring to your Notice was that I actually even in uh, Kashmir was actually was, was, is actually Sufi Islam, which is which was at one point uh, much less r- rabidly fundamental or rabidly, you know, uh, um, religious I should say, than um, than other versions. But you know, it still is. Every single aspect of life in Kashmir is affected by. Religion so you can't really have friends you can't go to anyone's place everything is completely and totally ruled um, by the religiosity
1: so is, is there an explicit theocracy in Kashmir I'm not
7: I'm not no no okay. Kashmir is one of the states in India so there is no theocracy so it's one of the northernmost states in in Kashmir it's uh, it's run by the democratic uh, by a a democratic government so, so what you're talking about is essentially um, you, culturally. You, you culturally,
1: you can't escape the influence of Sufi Islam. No, you can't.
7: I mean, it was Sufi Islam before the whole world started boiling over, uh, starting from the Middle East, and then this, then the deeply puritanical version, the Wahhabi Islam, also um, spread. It's 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 out of the scope of this of this show to get into the reasons for that. But anyway, I found it such a huge relief to discard this tremendous burden that i had on my shoulders ever since i was a little kid you know you, you you start getting your you know adolescence and then you start looking at girls and you felt so guilty
2: oh no and then
7: you can't and then you can't really you know and then one and as soon as i discarded it about 16 17 before medical school i felt such a huge tremendous uh, sense of relief so i just wanted to just tell that to People that actually are still teetering on the edge, edge, so to speak, that it is—it's uh, a major. Like
0: Ahmed. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can be free
7: of the
1: guilt and shame imposed I, upon you I, by. Religion. Did you happen I, to I hear have, the
0: call I'm, from Ahmed? Yes. Did what is your thought about the verse? The expansion
7: verse. No, I, I, I I am I research it, and, and if, if you look at different uh, versions of uh, different. Translations uh, online, the the verse means completely different things and completely different uh, translations.
0: So it's not so, convincing so, for you.
7: No, absolutely not. I I am happy to report that I have no vacillations or in okay. in, in uh, you know or. I was just curious
0: because you had a Muslim background, and he had you know he was Muslim and he was looking at other what other Muslims were claiming, and they that wasn't convincing. But he was convinced by this, and now you're an ex-Muslim, and you're like I'm not convinced by that. It's just very interesting no, to me. Not.
7: I'm not convinced at all by by anything, by any religious text, uh, including you know, uh, including the one I was born with. And I remember asking my brother uh, when I was small, you know, how where did where did this come from? He said God made it, and I said, where did God <laughs> come from? And he had no answer for me.
0: A smack. <laughs> <And>
7: so it, <laughs> so yeah, basically. And it, it, it was it. I'm sorry, Matt. Go ahead.
1: No, no, I, I, th- I thought you were right because I normally I, I don't. Check messages or email or anything else, but somebody pointed me to this. We actually already have an email from somebody about that specific passage, who referenced seven different translations. Uh, Exactly. This comes from Stephen, and I I just run through them real quick. So the Sahih International, it's in heaven. And the heaven we constructed with strength, and indeed we are its expander. Then there's the Pickthal translation, which is, We have built the heaven with might, and we it is who make the vast extent thereof. So that's expanse's expanse. extent. Yeah. Yusuf Ali, with power and skill did we construct the firmament, for it is we who created the vastness of pace. But I think that's probably space. Uh, or maybe it's pace for expanse. Shakir, and the heaven we raised it with high... With power, and most surely we are the makers of things ample. Muhammad Sarwar, we have made the heavens and our with our own hands, and we expanded it. mushan Khan, uh, with power did we construct the heaven? Verily, we are able to extend the vastness of space thereof. Yeah. And the Arberry one is, and heaven we built it with might, and we extend it wide.
0: But so when, the vastness is, it is it says expanded. Care. It reminds me of um, when you talk about a table and you say you put out a spread. Right? Like you spread, you put the spread out. Basically, yeah. you just spread it out.
1: And it's one of those things where, on the one hand, if if there's a verse, and it doesn't matter whether it's coming from the the Quran or the Bible or whatever holy book, there are some things that are that are poetic, um, and there are some things that are metaphorical or allegorical, et cetera. And if you try to turn to those things as if they are a literal uh, intent, you also run the risk of be uh, uh, interpreting it in view of your own perception and your own time and all these other things and it's, it seems to me that if there were a God, and this was a point I kind of made earlier, that at a minimum the things that were clear statements about facts should be clear statements about facts and never could, could, never could they possibly be viewed as poetic uh, or as you know, some sort of uh, idiom or a figure yeah. of speech type thing.
7: Yes. I have, just just so you know from from experience with elders, they have always quoted different verses, and one of the verses that they're very fond of uh, quoting is, and God created man from the... Again, it's man, not humankind, you know, very um, (laughs) male-oriented, and God created man from a clot of blood. So since I learned in my embryology that this is really not a clot of (laughs) blood, it's actually a a fusion of a sperm and an egg and a zygote, I've been contradicting them, but it doesn't really make sense each time to them because they say, you have to read it in context.
0: Yeah, so, so yeah. this you don't take so made. literally, yeah. right? Yeah, like this one you I, just have yeah. to kind of be a little flexible with it when it's not exactly. right.
1: Yeah. yeah, we need to massage the text so it fits the science. And that's the other thing yeah, is exactly. that if there was something scientific there, it it still failed to enlighten anyone. It wasn't until after we discovered it independently
7: uh, that yes, we... exactly. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Well, and also people seem to think that God is a giant... Dietitian watching from about everybody's food habits, what he's eating, make sure you don't eat pork, make sure you don't eat right. shellfish as Matt, Matt, Matt is fond yeah. of saying. Uh, the question I had actually, one well, of the reasons was, sometimes I look at the, the more than 7 billion people in this, uh, in this, uh, on this planet Earth, and I, and I get a sense of despair how can we reach and there are people christians muslims you know and jewish people hindus that are procreating like crazy and are and are creating a whole new slew of people a uh, younger minds that they are committing thought crimes with at the since the time of their birth and doing stuff and putting stuff in their brains and telling them how to think and i have a very very good friend and i'm i'm sorry to say this is that i have kind of gone off him because he has four lovely kids and completely brainwashing them from from the moment they were born well obviously not from the moment they were born but you know at the time they had any cognitive um thought and so don't you my my i needed some help in maybe you guys can shed some light into this how do you deal with that That sense of despair that we're fighting a losing battle, in spite of the fact that they're allegedly, uh, definitely, I think they're definitely more atheists than before.
0: I just look at it like I'm going to go down fighting, right? I mean, if we can't win it, I'm going to go down fighting. And if we can win it, we'll only win it by fighting. You know, and this is yeah. metaphorical. Let me just make that point because there's always somebody yeah. that wants to yeah. twist it. I mean, you know, fighting with ideas and, and fighting with um, reason.
1: I'm also not convinced we're losing. I, I'm yeah. not convinced we're remotely losing as a number of non-theists. Yeah. Um, certainly there are problems. I I, I recommend always recommend uh, Stephen Pinker's book, The Better Angels of Our Nature, and, and I've heard his new one is good too, although there's some fighting about it. But at the end of the day, I don't think we're losing. Uh, I think there's a vacillating trend that moves towards not only atheist normalcy, but a decline in religion and superstition. However, we are certainly dealing with, you know, like we're back to dealing with flat earth stuff, which is just ridiculous. We, There's so much information available and so much distrust available and so much of a power vacuum that we're now prone to conspiracy theories and you can find an expert to reference your side of almost anything. Um, but I completely agree with, with Tracy. Uh, I'm not convinced that we're necessarily losing, but even if we are, the only option is to continue to work to make it better, because when you can't change minds, you change the world around those minds, and you try to do to build the sort of world such that the next generation, and the one after that, and the one after that has more opportunity to escape from that sort of thinking.
7: Yes, I guess I needed to hear that. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm not overly pessimistic, but I just look around and I'm. And I'm very happy where I am. I'm not uh, upset about it. I'm incredibly happy in in my own convictions, in the community, in the atheist community at large. And uh, I just. I guess I just needed to hear that.
0: I, I would also say that I have. Um, I have some family connections who uh, were involved in a religion that is sometimes looked at as fringe among Christians. And they were doing sort of this thing with raising the children in it and whatnot. And it turned out that one of them had a child that grew up and she decided to become skeptical. And now she has deconverted most of her family. Oh,
1: good. So, I I do. I do agree with you. I I think "frustrating" is probably the word that I would use. And it was frustrating when I found my way out of religion to realize that not only had it taken me so long, but that I found myself now in a world where something that was obviously flawed was believed by so many, and it was so robust that it was very difficult. Uh, You know. It's very rare we're gonna end up having a conversation that's gonna change somebody's mind and you know, however long the call is. Yeah. Um, but it is about that keeping an eye on the goal and to realize that the frustration is easy to understand at an individual level and to and to get pessimistic towards. Uh, but the data that we have, as far as I can tell, shows improvement. And in agreement with Tracy, even if it didn't show improvement, I don't know any other way forward. Right. So at the end of the day, I think we're winning, but I also think I have incredible job security. <laughs> yes. That that I'm gonna be I'm gonna be engaging in these discussions and debates until the day I die.
7: Exactly. I, 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 my, I, I, understand, I understand it completely. And I it's very, very It is so refreshing to speak to like-minded people. The the friend that I was talking about who's raising uh, his uh, kids is is not Muslim, by the way. He's he's a a Christian friend of mine, and it is, you know, it's like I could almost not, I, I don't empathize with that, I could almost understand that if you're in a third world country where there's access to education and and the latest stuff and and, and good schools and ubiquitous internet is, is lacking i could understand these little kids being brought up in in some madrasa or in some temple uh, being brainwashed but here in the US to have that happen is in my opinion and i don't it sounds judgmental but i think that's very it's very discouraging. and frustrating. Let me use the word. Let's, let me use Matt's suggested word: frustrating.
1: Yeah, I think yes. in the last couple of years, I found myself more frustrating on a on a frustrated on a political bent than on a religious bent. Uh, <laughs> yes. But but I'm going to continue focusing on the thing that I, I
7: understand best. Yes. Cool. keep okay. fighting the good fight. All right. Thank you guys.
1: Sure. Thank, thank you. you sir,
0: for taking my call. Sure. Thanks for I really calling. you guys.
7: Thanks. All
0: right. Bye bye. All right. I'm going to take this one just because I want to end on a fun note. So this is going to be um, Chris in Boise. Hey, Chris. Hi Chris. You're talking to Matt and Tracy. Hey, guys. hey
5: Hey. how are you guys? Good. Good. Okay. Um. So uh, I was basically just calling out. So I'm uh, a Christian, and um, I, you know, I can't give any like direct evidence um, for God, but. I feel like there, well, I think that there is a a strong evidence that we can see by, you know, I'm sure you guys have heard it, that we think God's thoughts after him. So there's like this universal need for um, love, justice, order, peace. And basically it's just derivatives of his nature that have been, uh, transferred to us humans, you know, because we're in the image of God.
0: Okay, so this is what we, you believe.
5: We like, yeah, we take on his likeness, so th- that's my, I mean, that's what I feel is the
1: strongest evidence. Is God horny? Evidence that he, what was that? <laughs> is God horny? Because <laughs> I think horny thoughts, and if I'm thinking horny thoughts after God's likeness, does that mean that God's horny?
5: Well, I know, but you're you're referring to something that's a physical. Um, I, I'm saying there's there's something deeper the lo- the need to for like how you love your wife or daughter or these are like derivatives of his nature.
1: Sure. How could we know but, that? You, how could I mean um, I know it's been said and I know well, you believe it, well, but I mean ev- we can see it. I mean it's, it's no 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 okay. I agree with you that we think so I let, let's pick one how about love we are we good with that okay okay yeah. I agree that I have love and that I experience love that I love people how can I know that I'm experiencing that after god well
5: because it's um it's something that's innate within you. Like Okay, you, is, is,
1: it's, that doesn't, then that it's innate doesn't to the Matt, Then that
0: would mean, I mean, if it's innate to Matt, then why would you think it was uh, something from a god if you think it's innate to him?
1: Well, I'm saying it's universal. It's within every human being.
0: Right, because we're like, social animals. You, sure. <laughs> right,
1: well, you, you've okay. now successfully described humans. I'm asking what makes you think that these are indicative of a God, that we're getting it from a God, that we're thinking this after God. You came in with a really uh, nifty kind of uh, footprints style of message, and I'm asking, that's yeah. what you believe. Why would we believe it?
5: Um, okay, well, i it's just, um, let's see. So, I, I start with that point with, you know, the, we think, you know, all these are, are,
1: um, derivatives of of god and you can't and start with that point that's the finish that's that's, that's the what point. we're trying to establish how do you get to that point that you think these things are derived from a god so me saying
5: that every every human being and the world like this is a global like universal
1: first of all that's not true but all, these, but but basically well, you don't think these are all like but i'm saying these aren't all you don't think like, there are people like, that don't experience love that there are well, people no, with 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 particular psychopathies that are abnormal that don't experience. It. So I'm just saying it's not necessarily ubiquitous. But even to the extent that it's ubiquitous, yeah. if every if every human being experienced love,
0: that would be a human attribute.
1: That's a human attribute. How do you tie that to God? Okay.
5: Well,
1: I mean that's, I I,
5: huh. I mean I I don't I guess I can't.
1: Yeah, I would think that your your line of reasoning here, and I'm just going to guess from many years of doing this, is I have no other explanation for why all human beings would experience love except that this is what God wants us to experience. Okay. I, He's asking. Is that close to how your thoughts went?
5: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at, like, okay, justice, order. um, Like, why,
1: why do we have these desires within. Because we have empathy and we have to share space with other people.
0: Well, we're social too. I mean, if we weren't a social species, if we were more like, you know, uh, foxes or snakes, we would probably experience this to a much lesser degree. But as a social species, we experience these things like most other social species experience them.
1: Okay. So I I, I have to sit here and I have to share space with Tracy. And believe me, it's not a have to. (laughs) Tracy's my favorite person on the show. So this is one of my favorite weeks ever. But Tracy and I have to share space. And so even if we don't fully understand the motivations, there are entirely pragmatic secular justifications for the how and why we interact. There's the, the game theory questions where we're trying to study this stuff and the prisoner dilemmas and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, even if I was completely selfish... The selfish thing okay. for me to, to, to care about is to make a world that benefits me. And it benefits me to encourage cooperation, to encourage right. these sorts of emotional things, to, to encourage a sense of justice, to encourage the forgiveness that we talked about, to discourage revenge. Those things, there are pragmatic justifications for them. But even if we had no known okay. justification, what justification would we ever have for saying these are... Are necessarily or even likely the result of a god? Well, why why are all of
5: these equal to uh, a positive outcome? Like, why are the the because that's the goal? I guess that's what I'm trying to express here. Is like why the, do wait, these why equal something that's like by you seeking out justice by you you trying to uh, get along well with her? Yeah, well, I guess. I mean that's the goal well, what
0: he's explaining is that number one even like, even if he wasn't motivated it would be self serving right like it's still self serving even if he doesn't want to do it, he sees the benefit to doing it right, but what so I'm I saying think
5: what he's explaining we're, we're talking about something within like so if the world has certain like it's like a video game like you know there's there's certain um variables, and why do Just like seeking justice, love, they they equal to like a positive outcome. Does that make sense?
0: It's just about, I I I mean, what you're calling a positive outcome is surviving and thriving. And if animals didn't want to survive and thrive, they probably wouldn't have made it this far on the planet by now, right? An animal that doesn't want to survive and doesn't show any propensity toward thriving.
5: Right, but you're
1: still explaining something, huh? I'm trying to, you're looking
0: think, at the outcomes funny. of the successes of evolution so far.
1: See, if you and, list the things that benefit us,
0: and then say why do they benefit
1: okay. us? A sense of justice benefits us, and you're saying why okay. does a sense of justice benefit us? Th- that's not even a why question. It's just a fact that this does, in fact, benefit us. Like you might as well be asking. Know, you might as well be you, you might you might, you, right. might as, you might as well be asking. Why does food make me feel good?
0: Why don't I eat poison instead of an apple? Right. Be- right. Because I don't want to die. And because okay. that's, I mean, if I wanted to die, I would eat poison it's just instead a physical of an fact, apple.
1: It's a physical fact of the universe. An apple contributes to my well-being. Drinking battery acid does yeah, not. Right. To say why that's the way but, it but is. But this, is,
0: isn't, this isn't a human thing. This is an every species thing. Yeah. Right. I mean, they don't all do. I mean, all species are doing things that, in some way, benefit their survival. And if they can achieve it, they're thriving.
1: But even if we had no answer, how could you get to God from there? Okay. Well, I I would
5: take a step here and move forward to. um, Okay. So I've been I've been studying the near death experience type stuff, and you know, it's it's a lot to get into. But I have I just have some points here I want to touch on. So the fact that somebody is floating out of their, their body, they're able to recall
1: situations no, with No, no, no. You don't get to say it's a fact that somebody is floating out of their body. What you're talking about is reports. So when I ask you okay. how you can get from these universal human emotions to a God, you, you either acknowledge that you have no answer or you want to move on to near-death experiences. And then when we talk about near-death experiences, you start w- with the fact that someone is floating out of their body. That's not a fact. Okay. How do you demonstrate that? Well You do realize that we've we've tested these sorts of things. You do realize that we've tested these sorts of things and we can test them. You know, like you put a note up on the the top shelf in the in the operating room and [SS2] did anybody see the note? Did they read the note? You're not able to recall, right? Yeah. (laughs) Okay.
0: Unsurprisingly.
1: All right. But even if they Um. did, even if they did, even if we knew that people could leave their bodies as a fact, how the hell does that get you to God? It doesn't. That's just something else that you need an
2: explanation for.
5: If you let me just kind of. So just the fact that, okay, there's multiple reports of somebody being floating above their body. I mean, that could be, I guess it could be something to do with the brain. You know, we haven't, very you know, good. So yeah, I, I've had that experience
0: just in in my own um, experience with um, sleep paralysis. Yeah, so dying, I've had that experience okay. of floating brain, above. i had
1: the same thing. A, a dying or drug altered yeah. brain. I fail to see why anybody thinks that that's going to give you a more accurate representation of reality. But here's the thing: there are countless okay. reports of of uh, Indian gurus who survive on what they call prana. They claim that they eat nothing; that they just get energy from the sun. Lots of reports of that. Okay. Does that mean we have good reason to believe it's true?
2: <clears throat> well,
5: I mean, I'm just saying like it point. So the fact that there's floating, you know, somebody can see their body, they're calm. And then there's a light that they encounter. It, it kind of, um, you know, and then you, you kind of go to the Mount of Transfiguration with, or, or Christ. Oh my gosh.
1: You realize that not all these stories are remotely the same, right? And that these stories are being created by humans who already have these ideas. You might as well be saying that the propensity for people to describe an alien abduction as a an almond-headed, almond-eyed creature is evidence that those are the aliens that are actually doing the abduction instead of saying that these stories started after 2001 A Space Odyssey and after these after the, what people's notion of an alien changed to. Aliens used to be monsters and robots and then they became kind of a norm and that became the narrative for everybody. Okay. If you've been raised with religious ideology and the notion that you have a soul and you go through this experience okay. of nearly dying and your brain okay. is starved of oxygen, and then when you recover, you have to figure out what happened when you were seemingly out of it. Is it more likely that a brain invents a story that's consistent with their religious beliefs, or that those religious beliefs are true?
5: Well, I mean, it's, just, it's something you have to investigate, you know, before you...
1: It's also really easy, because people yeah. with the same religious beliefs don't even necessarily have the same experience,
5: Right, but I, they typically, like, I've not heard of anybody, they usually encounter beings, like, uh, human form. They don't see, like, an animal come to them or, you know, like a... You know,
0: I heard a panel name. on near-death experiences yeah. where one woman just had the experience of, like, flying over a landscape. She didn't have beings.
5: Right. Well, I'm just, I mean, that could be something that just, you know, is. but the fact that there's a consciousness... And they're able to recall.
0: Well, these, the, now wait. The, you we're assuming they recall it, right? This is this is what they're saying they remember after they right. wake up. Now we don't know. We don't know that their memory at this point of what actually did or didn't go on while they were unconscious is accurate, correct? But
1: we do know that memory is malleable and flawed, and we invent fictions right. all the time. We lie to ourselves all the time about what we experience and what we remember. It happens all the time. No, I mean, yeah, I've
5: been studying it a little bit and there have been some some reports that are kind of like off from what is typically reported. It doesn't matter. It wouldn't
1: matter if everybody reported the exact same thing. If every human being who had nearly died and been resuscitated reported almost word for word the exact same thing, I floated up out of my body a bunch of yeah. naked pixies surrounded my head and told me that I was bound for a wonderful place, and then you drew me back here. Does that mean we have good reason to believe that they were actually bound for a wonderful place?
5: Well, I mean, what else is going to convince you that, I mean... Evidence that that is good? Okay. I mean... So you're saying you're if saying everybody on this planet died and they reported the same exact thing that we were talking about, floating... The naked pixies or whatever, yes,
1: you, you know why? that there why that? Because it's not telling me about what is with respect to pixies in another universe. It's telling me what people say and portray about their experience.
0: yeah, they don't even have good reason to think that what they experienced was accurate, was like a literal no, accurate. Um, it is an
1: unfalsifiable proposition. The fact that human beings okay. have similar experiences, and relay those experiences in a particular way does not mean that those were experiences point to a truth.
0: Yeah, if I dream that I have a dead well, relative I but, if I dream that I have a dead yeah. relative that comes to me and, and talks to me one night, right, in a dream, and right. I wake up the next day, I have no way to differentiate they actually came to me in some way and spoke to me in an unconscious state versus I dreamed that they came and spoke to me while I was asleep. There's no way that even I, as the person who had the experience, would know that the difference.
1: And there's certainly no way that I, as someone who didn't have the experience, could do it. So I certainly couldn't believe based on Tracy's report.
0: I wouldn't even be able to believe it. Like, I would have to say I don't know. This
5: would be my defense for near death. So if if it lines up with what, how, so the fact that they come across a light, um, they have a sense of love and peace, which I feel are, is God's nature, okay?
0: How do you know that?
5: Um,
1: well, the Bible says that, you know. Why should we care God or believe what the Bible says? Why should we care or believe what the Bible says?
5: Well, you, you just said like, well, you were just asking a question. I'm trying to, like, respond by saying...
1: No, no, no. Here's the problem. You completely missed the 2001 analogy. The fact okay. that people have experiences that are consistent with the Bible is irrelevant if they understood what the Bible was saying. If they had exposure to what the Bible says, it's it's trivial that they would have experiences or report experiences that were consistent with the Bible. Just like if they are aware of how culture has changed with regard to aliens because of 2001... Uh, or, or sorry, Close Encounters of the Third Kind is probably what I should have said. Close Encounters would be the one that, that fundamentally changes. Um, what you're doing is saying, yeah, but all these people are reporting these same types of aliens. And I'm asking you, okay, but you don't have any reason to think that those alien experiences are accurate just because they're consistent. And then you're saying, yes, but they're also consistent with Close Encounters of the Third Kind.
0: Which all these people saw.
1: Yeah. Okay. I mean...
5: Uh- I was just
0: it corrupts your subject just, pool. Well, 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 what I'm trying to
5: do is, from the majority of these um, experiences that, that these people experience, I feel line up with with God.
1: Yeah, and, and the majority of God alien experiences himself. line up with close encounters of the third kind.
5: Well, I know, but God revealed Himself
1: through Christ, and that okay. And close and encounters
0: that, reveals itself through a film that was produced but, I mean,
1: but but also saying what? God reveals himself in Christ is absurd there is there is no Christ there is nobody for you to talk to and and by the way in the same way that Tracy's dead grandmother can't reveal herself through Tracy to me God okay. can't reveal himself through another person to you. But you're also making mountains of assumptions when you say God reveals himself through Christ because you're starting with the belief that the Bible is true and accurate and it's a representation of what God thinks and what God wants and this Jesus story and all this other stuff. You are biasing all of your thoughts by beginning with the conclusion that you have a narrative that's believable. And the question is, why should anybody believe that narrative? Okay. Well, um, you know, with my starting...
5: Um, you know, how you're saying the the footprints, you know, we're thinking God's thoughts after him, you know, love, just, peace, order. All these are kind of derivatives of his nature that have been passed to us. And you said- So is vengeance local, and anger. ...species. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those are also, I mean-
0: It's amazing that God is, is really like people. <laughs> Right? Like, I mean, isn't it yeah. isn't it well, possible I mean, that people of, are just attributing right their is. natures to God? Isn't it um, possible that people are making up gods that just happen to be a lot like themselves?
1: And and, well, and even, even be before you answer anger. Before you answer, because you're adopting a Christian model, do you think that all those other religions people invented gods that were just like them? Or are all those other gods real too? Well, I think there's uh, stronger evidence for Christ because, you know, this... Is that doesn't remotely evidence. come well, close to ask, <laughs> answering the question about whether or not you think all those other people made up gods that were like them. Okay. That doesn't remotely come well, close well, to think, answering well, the question well, either. You think, well, you think about Allah is... And this oh, doesn't okay. re- come remotely. Can you answer the question? Okay. Well, maybe I'm not un- understanding the question. Do you think that all of the okay. gods that you don't believe in were invented fictions of people creating a god? Are we talking like Zeus, Thor? Holy crap! Okay. All of them. How many do you not believe in? How? What? You, I, I apologize. Let me backtrack. Okay. okay. <laughs> because. I've made this question as simple as possible, but your religious beliefs, your religious beliefs are preventing you from answering honestly because you're afraid that there's some trap that's going to expose a flaw in your thinking. That's what's going on right now. You believe in Jesus. You believe in the biblical Jesus, right? Yes. You don't believe in other gods. You don't believe in in the god of uh, Islam or the gods of Hinduism or the gods of... Uh, any of the other religions ever. You don't believe in any of those, right?
5: Certain mythological, yes, gods, but Allah, Jehovah, that's that is the God that I follow.
0: He's saying those are the same God in his head.
5: Yeah. Okay. Well I'm saying like they're they're just interpreting their view of that same God in a different way, but it's okay. You know, well, it,
1: that will sidetrack, and okay, that'll sidetrack us into how do you know your way of interpretation is right? But right. so let's just go with Zeus. Okay. You think Zeus is he's an invented not, fiction? He's not real. Okay. Oh, yeah, you'll, you'll go further. You think he's just not real? Correct. Okay. If we know people can invent gods, and we know people have invented gods, or at least you are convinced that people invented gods, how is it that you exclude yours from being invented?
5: I just, I mean, I think there's a stronger evidence for for jesus christ i mean he revealed himself that's the difference there we go
1: that's my answer okay he, he, you realize he, he that answer says himself. absolutely nothing because you say there's stronger evidence but you didn't present any evidence and then you say he revealed himself which is absurd well he came down and how do you know that or, how do you know that i mean okay you were you there to take a step of faith I I wasn't there. Why would you take a step of faith? Is there any religion that I couldn't believe if I just took a step of faith?
5: I just feel like there's stronger evidence because he, like, there's...
1: (laughs) Where's the evidence? What is the you, evidence?
5: You, okay, so you, you're telling me that you don't believe Jesus ever existed.
1: I'm not convinced that, that Je- I'm not convinced that Jesus existed. I'm also not convinced that he didn't exist. I'm I'm not exist i am am not i am definitely okay. not convinced that if Jesus existed that he was in fact divine. Okay. Well, I mean, I just feel like he, Okay, he came down. He died. He was. He came, he came down and he died for humanity. He came down yeah. and he died. Right. How do you know he came down, and where did he come down from?
5: He came down. He came from heaven.
1: How do you know that? He he's always existed. How do you know that? Go back to Genesis. How do you know that? Genesis doesn't mention Jesus, and Genesis is irrelevant because you don't get to cite Genesis as if it's evidence for something.
0: Genesis says a lot of
1: things. That's my, that's what I respond is, you know, he came down, you know, he died. I I understand what you believe. I'm asking why you believe it.
5: Okay. So you're, okay. The Bible is New Testament talks about that. I know what you're going to say is like, why should I have any reason to believe that that document is true? Correct. Why can't I think some other document like you know, the great Gatsby.
1: No, 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 no. I don't care about a document. I don't care about other documents. I'm asking why I should believe this one is accurate.
5: Okay, well, Christianity is, is spread worldwide. It's one, it, I believe it's the largest religion.
1: Yep, largest or second largest, and, depending on how the numbers work out. But that has no right. The truth of an idea isn't impacted by how many okay. people believe it, how long it's been around, or anything else. So you can't go with which right. one's older. You'd have to be Jewish. You can't go with which one's larger. You'd probably be Muslim, uh, or potentially depending on how the numbers work. But it, it just doesn't make any okay. sense.
0: If you went with oldest, you'd probably be Hindu.
1: Yeah. Well. But, right. Well, I'm not going to go with personal experience because I know how that goes. Yeah, okay. I'm just so. I'm literally, I'm I'm serious. I've been doing this seemingly for ages, and all I want to know is why should I believe that the Bible is telling me the truth about what actually happened and what is?
5: Okay, so I would say the revelation of Christ, the fact that Christianity is the strongest consensus of
1: humans on the earth believe in that. So, because That's it's popular, you're saying Jesus because Christ. it's popular because a lot of people believe it, I should believe it too. Okay. That's what you're saying? Well, I'm just saying like if if this if this person came down and and
5: they were um, not legitimate, just like a somebody else who pops up and creates a cult, do you think that that person is going to be able to create a a following? You mean like Muhammad, Jesus Christ? Created? You mean like Muhammad?
1: I mean, he he did, you know, but so so it's possible you know, then it's possible to get billions of believers it, centuries afterwards, even if you're a fraud. Buddha. OK,
5: so Well, I'm just saying like the, the, that's that would be how I would respond, like the strongest consistent consensus of people believe in that
1: faith. That, um, uh, he, yet you acknowledge that, you, you just acknowledge that that's not a way to tell whether something is true, and yet you come back to it. Okay. The number of people believe well, something... I'm be able to th- tell you... The number you of know, people who believe something... He's going to come meet you at your house today. <laughs> did he, has he ever come <laughs> met you at your house? He has not. Hey, do you know of anybody who's ever had him come and meet him at their house? Well, that's okay. And, and I'm not trying to be condescending, but that's what the Jews to him when he was on the cross come down off the cross and, and come to my house and prove that you're real i'm pretty sure if he's sitting there on the cross i don't have a question about whether he's real i have a question about no, whether I'm he's divine
5: that there was, there you know they they were asking the same question that you were that you have right now
1: like, I'm, let me let me leave you with this because let me leave you with this because we're like 25 okay. minutes over time if you oh, go through okay. if you go through and you read the story jesus was tempted right by satan okay in in the Bible that you believe? Yes. I, okay, so Jesus is tempted. What were those temptations?
5: Um, food, um, temptation of um, power. Um, let's see, what else? I, I know that the one was like, cast yourself down yeah, and then have, sure. have angels
1: catch let's, you. Let's go with the yeah. easy one. Okay. Jesus is God, right? Right, and he knows what God knows because he's God, and he's and he's existed forever because he's God. Okay, and he knows what's going to happen later, right? Right. Okay. Now, Satan. I'm assuming you think that he was real and the temptation was real. Satan, I I do believe. Yes, he's real. sure. Sure. So, Satan has been in God's presence and knows that God is real. Right And Satan knows that God is all-powerful And is the ruler of everything, correct? Correct If I walked into your apartment or your house Have you got a big screen TV? Yes, I do Cool And I said to you If you bow down and worship me I'll give you that big screen TV What would you say? (laughs) I'd tell you to get out Wouldn't you say it's already mine? How stupid is it for Satan to tempt Jesus with what is already His?
5: Well, I know, but doesn't it say that? Um, How can it be he's a given temptation? Power over to Satan. I How believe f- he's given power
1: over to him. That God is the God of Satan is the God of this age, is, um, I believe. His- what does Jesus care about all the lands that he surveys and ruling them if he's God and rules the fucking universe? There's a problem here. If I walk into your house and offer you your own TV, the, po- the, the correct response is to point out how absurd it is for me to try to tempt you with something that is already yours. Not only is okay. it an absurd thing to do, but both of the entities involved, both Jesus and Satan, would have already realized how absurd this was. The story okay, but- is obviously fiction. Okay. That part of the story I, is unequivocally I fiction. That? Sure. I? Okay. So,
5: so Jesus came down, and he was supposed to humble himself and be a perfect sacrifice for people. Correct? Wasn't he already perfect? Why would he have to be perfect? Well, I'm saying like he had to maintain that perfection until he went and died on the cross. Okay. So a part of that a part of that would be having to humble himself. And um, you know,
1: be strong and fulfill his. Mission. How strong do you ha- how strong do you have to be to turn down someone offering something that's already yours? I don't think that takes strength. Well, if you offer how, me the money that's in my wallet, it doesn't take strength for me to laugh. Right,
5: but I think it was. It was um, not only was. He was he was humbling himself. I mean, that he was setting like an example for human beings like
1: wouldn't wouldn't a better this example this to be right like, what the hell is wrong people people with you offering me the stuff I already own? <laughs> I mean, right. th- yeah, this story is absurd. Think about it some more but we're like way over time. We okay.
2: are.
1: <laughs> okay, guys. Are, are you still on the air, or did you... We're on
2: the no, air we're, until we're, we're off the we're still streaming.
0: Air. So yeah. you're oh, our God final God. call for the day. And <laughs> thanks so much for the call. And uh, have a good one. I do want to just say one more time that we're having dinner here at the free Thought Library on Cane So feel free to come down if you're interested in that. And also uh, want to mention again the Patreon site where you can go and get ad-free content. And sometimes... Um, unique Patreon only, or patron only content and also maybe get your name in credits if you want to go ahead and donate and you, like Matt said, you get the warm fuzzy of knowing that you support uh, the work that we're doing here if you find it something you want to support. And, and
1: maybe I, instead of running 30 minutes over <laughs> we'll just stop and then do an I after wanna, show that becomes I wanna, a patron. I
0: want to issue one thing in my own defense here. That last caller did not stick to the topic that was listed what was listed the listed topic was that he was uh, disagreed with the burden of proof felt like it, that he should not have the burden of proof that, and now i again i'm going this is a, this is translated from I think the college, that's what he thought it's he, just we didn't talk he about felt it. like it was a cop out because you know and i'm thinking to myself when i got that i i really wanted to ask um, something along the lines of how is the fact that you don't have evidence the other person's problem. Yeah. Right? Like explaining that you can't demonstrate it, that you don't have the evidence. Um, how does that then make make me wrong for pointing that out? So, but it didn't happen. So it's just a fantasy in my mind. And thank you to the audience and to the crew and to my special oh. co-host, Yay. Mr. Dill honey. And thank you to our callers and everyone.